Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash ask Reddit, where we answer the question, what's your, oh no, I've got to get the hell out of here right now story. Our next reply is from Scrotal Abrasion. There was a bad diesel fire at work. I saw the fireball billowing towards me, so I jumped in a pit. The fireball blew over me, and when it retreated, I got the hell out of Dodge. I got some gnarly third-degree burns, but I survived. <laughs> OP, where are you working that there's fireballs and pits? Beneath that, Horse Liquor Yellow says what I was thinking. WTF, do you work in Bowser's Castle? Our next reply is from Sugar Donut Queen. I was leaving for work at 5.30am while it was still dark. I locked the inside door handle of my front door and walked outside, pulling the door closed behind me. As I turned around to walk off the porch towards my car, I saw four men jump out of a van and start coming towards me. The street was otherwise empty. My heart was pounding, and I felt panic start as I was digging in my big, messy purse for my keys to unlock the door and get back in my house. The whole time, I'm just thinking they were going to grab me, shove me in a van, and kill me. I was able to get back into my house before they made it to me, but it scared the stuffing out of me. Turns out they were just immigration officers looking for someone who used to live in our house, and their ambush tactic is standard practice for them if they think their suspect will run. Our next reply is from a puffy cloud sky. A 500-pound hog got loose at the state fair and started charging right at me. I've never run so fast in my life. And then beneath that, we have a similar story from Hot Lava Tube. As a kid, my dad thought that it'd be fun to shoot a BB gun at a bull's butt. In his mind, he thought the bull would just think it was one of those biting flies. Sadly, dad's aim was off, and instead of the BB hitting the bull's butt, the BB hit the bull's testicles. Until that day, my dad had never seen a bull leap and turn midair. The bull landed running directly at dad. My dad booked it for the fence, but he knew that he'd never make it in time. So he tossed his BB gun over the fence and climbed the water tower ladder. The bull stomped around for quite a long time before dad could escape. Our next reply is from Appledew. After I graduated from college, I finally landed an interview with a guy who was starting his own company. The economy was awful, and I wanted a job so badly. I went in for an interview, and I noticed that the guy double-locked the door behind me. It was a small office in a strip mall. I immediately started to panic, and then I realized that no one else was there. He had me sit down, and two questions into the interview, he tried to put his hand up my skirt. I was wearing a business skirt suit. I got up and ran, and thankfully I was able to open the locks and get the hell out of there. My mom accompanied me to every interview after that for a while. And beneath that, we have a similar story from my aide. I had a similar situation happen to me. I went in for an interview right after graduation, and it was in a small office in a skyscraper. It was me and this other guy who was an employee. The first 10 to 15 minutes of the interview were normal, but then he started to say things like, you have a boyfriend, right? I can tell. I bet you and your boyfriend do a ton of passionate hugging. And when I refused to reply, he'd say things like, Don't worry, just tell me. A lot of women in Turkey have become really horny in this generation. So no need to be shy. At first, I thought that maybe he was just trying to be open-minded and show me that Turkish people aren't as strict on sexual topics, but then he offered to drive me home. And me being an idiot, I accepted. On the drive home, he proceeded to ask me even more inappropriate questions like, Do you have group intercourse? And the moment I knew I needed to somehow leave was when he touched my leg. 
Fortunately, nothing happened, and once I got home, I sent him a message saying I declined the job offer, and thankfully he didn't force himself on me. Our next reply is from Pink Flower. My friend and I met at a Waffle House for lunch. A guy came into the restaurant looking for a piece of paper that he accidentally left on a table. The waitress didn't know where the paper was located, and she might have thrown it away. The guy got upset, saying the paper was important, and he was going to go home to get his gun stored under his mattress. My friend and I quickly paid our check and got the hell out of that restaurant. Yep, sounds like a Waffle House, all right. Beneath that, we have a similar story from Star West Sky. My wife, myself, and two young daughters were leaving Waffle House, and as we walked outside, a guy walked past us to go inside. He pulled out a gun and shot his ex-girlfriend, a waitress there, multiple times, walked back out, and drove off. Luckily, she survived, and he was quickly arrested. Our next reply is from Dear Little Water. When I was in high school in the early 80s, I saw a lot of heavy metal bands. I had a friend who could always get us backstage after the show. So when the band Anvil played, we went backstage. All of a sudden, the lead singer says, Okay, all the girls take off your clothes or get out. I got out. The rest of the girls stayed. Our next reply is from Modem Tevlev. I worked for an agency that helps people do their daily tasks for home health care. I had a man whose insurance prohibited personal care, such as helping him take a shower. He was very upset during my visit when I declined his request for bathing. I felt bad at first, but soon the man became very angry with me. He accused me of all kinds of things and started pacing around room to room like he was looking for something. Between that and his yelling rage, I slipped out of the house and drove to a safer place. I reported this incident to my employer and later found out that this person is a sex offender who had previously forced himself on another woman. Who knows what he was planning to do that day? Maybe nothing, but I'm glad I left. OP, I think you need to work for a different company. How reckless and irresponsible do you have to be to send a lone girl to a sex offender's house? Our next reply is from D's Nuts. I lived in South Everett, Washington for a couple of years. I was walking home from a bus stop to my apartment, which took me behind a Home Depot. Suddenly, a van starts following me. I hear the side door slide open and look behind me to see a man with the top half of his body hanging out the slider door looking at me. I took off running towards my apartment, literally running as fast as I could, and the van started going faster. By chance, a guy was pulling out of the driveway of my apartment complex, sees me running for my life, and stops. The van immediately turns around and speeds off. The guy in the car asks if I'm okay. I ask him to just stay there and please watch me walk into the apartment, which was the building next to his. He did, thank God. I started carrying mace and a very large knife the next day. So I'm thinking about this story, and with most sliding vans, you can't hang out the sliding door while also driving. So this makes me think there must have been one guy driving and another guy manning the door, which makes it even creepier. Our next reply is from Nami Bro. I was in Thailand back in 2010 on the southern island after a full moon party. My friend and I were talking to two girls who invited us to play poker. We went, and we sat down with two German guys and two burly Thai guys full of tattoos and began to play. They were joking, friendly, and the buy-in was 10 bucks. We lost some pots, won some pots, and overall it was a happy experience. One Thai guy beats us, and on the last hand, I managed to claw my chips back to about $8. My friend was looking tired, so I gave him the nod. I thanked him for the game and said I would cash out and we would be on our way. The Thai guys put a machete on the table and told us to F off. My friend, myself, and the two German guys noped out of that situation as fast as we could. 
on the way back. The girls caught up with us and apologized, but it meant nothing because they were clearly in on the take. Lesson learned. If pretty girls ask you to play a game, it's for nefarious reasons. Beneath that, Photofug offers some sage wisdom. The best travel advice I ever received was, if a local girl comes up and starts hitting on you, ask yourself, do I look like Brad Pitt? If the answer is no, it's a scam. Our next reply is from Shark Witch. When I was 17 years old, I met with a 23-year-old guy for a mall date. I can't remember his name for the life of me. I had just gotten out of a horrible relationship and was trying to distract myself. We had dinner, and when the waiter brought the check, the guy told me that he had forgotten his wallet in his car and that if I went with him, he could grab it. I told him it was fine and I paid for the meal myself. We went into a couple shops, but he kept asking me questions about my ex-boyfriend. Also, he mentioned that he'd been in jail, but wouldn't tell me what for, so I was nervous. Then, things came to a head when he kept saying, Hey, just come to my car for a second. Let's listen to some music. And he kept getting increasingly anxious every time I declined. I was so scared. I immediately pretended to have a period emergency so I could get out of there, and luckily I parked in a different lot than he did. I still have no idea what his intentions were, but man, that was terrifying. Our next reply is from Zarasa. As a young teenager, maybe 13 years old, I was camping in the backcountry during a summer camp in the Midwest United States. Second to last night of the trip, we started seeing mammatus clouds and the sky turned green, but there was no immediate rain or hail. Being the good Midwestern kids that we were, we knew the signs and found a semi-solid shelter before the storm hit. When we got out of the backcountry, we found out that three major tornadoes had touched down and gotten as close as a half kilometer to our original campsite. As a kid who grew up in Virginia, I never knew that one of the warning signs for tornadoes was that the sky turned green. So if I were in your shoes, OP, I probably would have just stared at the sky like some sort of yokel and then died. Our next reply is from Deleted. There was some dude in my university class. I'm trying to sound non-inclusive here, but he was a special case. He kept talking about his screwed up life. One time he brought a knife into class and just casually placed it on the desk. One of those big F-off Rambo ones. Another time, one of the girls in class was one of those mouthy types. She talked trash about this guy, and he responded by putting her in a chokehold and threatening her. Another time, he smashed a pint glass over his head for no apparent reason, other than to just show that he could. He ended up in the hospital. Everyone stayed the F away from him, but this only added to his paranoia. Everyone graduated and I stayed in that city for a bit. One day, I bumped into him by accident in the gym. He told me that I was one of the few who he didn't want to stab because I kept myself out of other people's business. And he took this as a sign of friendship and wanted to follow me back to my apartment and hang out. I told him I was going to work after gym. I never went back to that gym ever again. Our next reply is from Nerd Benny. I was walking to my house from my ex's house very early in the morning when I saw this little girl with a backpack running for her life from two big street dogs. At that moment, I didn't think. I just ran towards the dog and missed a kick. Then, the two dogs came after me, biting my legs and arm. They were out of control, and these were like the longest five minutes of my life. I couldn't stop them from biting me. The little girl kept running until I couldn't see her anymore. It was just me and the dogs attacking me. I tried to climb a fence to get to a house's backyard, but I couldn't. Then, a taxi driver stopped and grabbed a short stick and tried to scare them off, giving me a chance to run. Without thinking, I just got inside the taxi car. The taxi driver got in the car and drove off really fast. He took me to the hospital where I got stitches in my legs, arms, and hands. 
that guy is my hero. Every now and then, I go to his taxi shop and give them sandwiches or something. We never knew what happened to those dogs. Wow, OP, by the sound of this, you definitely saved that little girl's life. And in return, it sounds like that taxi driver saved your life. Our next reply is from one big boy. I was driving in the dead of winter in Iowa, and I saw this dude fishtailing all over the road behind me and getting faster. Eventually, he comes up to my rear, and I try to move over to let him speed through. My gut feeling was right. I just acted too late. He lost traction as he passed me, hit me, made me spin out, and I flew into a snowplow. OP includes a picture of his car, and for those of you who are listening and not watching, just imagine the entire top half of this car and all of the side of it completely crumpled in like a soda can. Also, for whatever reason, there's a tire in the back seat. Based on this picture, I think it's OP's own rear tire. So if anyone had been sitting in the back seat, they would have been crushed by the tire. In fact, I think that the only seat that wasn't completely crushed was the driver's seat. Our next reply is from Venus Mott. I was sleeping at a friend's house and I went to the kitchen to get some water. My friend's father hugged me from behind. I was 14. I never went to their house again. And beneath that, we have a similar story from Anon, are you okay? When I was 15, I went to a friend's place. Her dad was smoking in the kitchen, and when he saw that his daughter brought friends over, he got excited and started flirting with a few of us. It was super skeezy. When I got home, I gave my dad a big hug and said, I'm really happy you never hit on any of my friends. He was silent for a moment and looked a little confused. Then he finally said, Way to have low standards there, sweetheart. Our next reply is from Cletus77. One time, I was driving through Kansas in the middle of the night with my girlfriend on a road trip. The car started to break down in Nebraska, and we were sputtering along until we reached Colby, Kansas, where we waited for the night for the roads to be less busy. As we were driving along, a semi-truck caught up to us. The car was struggling to go past 50 miles per hour, and I didn't want to push it and cause it to break down. Needless to say, I was going too slow for this semi-truck. For almost an entire hour, this guy is riding our bumper, flashing his lights, etc. He never honked his horns, though. I would slow down and pull off to the side a little bit to let him pass, but every time I did this, he would slow down too and give me a ton of space. It was now about 2 or 3 a.m. We're in the middle of nowhere, coming up close to the border of Colorado. The trucker is constantly riding our bumper and turning his lights on and off. We finally come across a gas station and pull over to a pump on the right side. I cannot emphasize how literal I'm being when I say the middle of nowhere. It's flat deserts forever in all directions. We drive up to an empty shell gas station that's closed and completely dark. We hope the truck will just pass us and we pretend to pump gas. This effing truck slows down all the way and stops right there on the road next to us. He proceeds to back his truck up enough to pull into the gas station behind us perpendicular to our car. I start losing my mind looking around and my girlfriend is screaming for me to get back in the car. The trucker gets out of the semi and starts walking directly towards us. He's only about 50 yards away when I notice a small brown pickup truck sitting on the backside of the shell, eerily placed. I notice there's someone in the truck. I run towards him. As I get closer, I realize there's a police badge painted on the side of this brown pickup and the man inside is actually a police officer. I can only imagine what this cop on late night duty was thinking when I'm running up to him. He rolls down his window with a confused look on his face. My girlfriend is screaming at me in panic as this guy gets within 10 yards of the car. Meanwhile, I'm spitting about 50 words out of my mouth in about 2 seconds explaining our situation. 
The officer doesn't say a word and just drives around our car. The truck driver notices the cop and does an immediate U-turn back to his truck. The officer is yelling at him to stop. I hop back into my car, look in the rearview mirror for a second to see the officer getting out to try to talk to this guy. I turn on the ignition, hit the gas, and drive into Colorado a few minutes later. For the rest of my life, I'll wonder what would have happened if that officer wasn't just sitting there that night. Whoever you are, man, bless your soul. And beneath that, we had this contribution from Standby Your Mantis. Is this a good time to mention that there's about two dozen active serial killers working as long-haul truckers in the U.S. right now? Our next reply is from a relevant username. I was solo camping in the woods during a phase where I wanted to be a survival expert. I hiked out, miles from any roads or buildings, built a shelter, and then hiked back the way I came. Less than a mile away from my camp, I found a dead coyote, decapitated, gutted, and laid out like a sacrifice or something. Its eyes were gouged out, and it was strung across a big, flat rock. The same rock that I'd used as a marker on the way in, so I know that it hadn't been there a day before. I ran out of there as fast as I could, knife at the ready, probably 10 miles back to my house. I still have no idea who would have done that, but I know that I didn't want to run into them in the woods alone. (laughs) Yeah, OP, I'd say you definitely were a survival expert there. You did the one thing they never do in horror movies, which is to just nope out of that situation immediately. That was r slash ask reddit, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow this podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.